If you're the kind of dad who gets served emancipation papers from his kids, all because he ate the last chicken nugget, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life, as well as the dads everywhere around the world, wherever you might live. Welcome to season number seven, episode number six, also our 101st episode. So starting a new streak of another 100 episodes. This episode is called Joint Cust Daddy. Joint Cust Daddy, why? Because we have our good friend, Divorce attorney and sponsor, Bobby Epstein of the firm Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein. And he's going to talk about all his adventures in matrimonial law. But right now is Adam D. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you my good friend and podcasting partner. He is the human version of a perfect bracket. He is <laughs> Coach Randy. Hi, Coach. Hey, Adam D. And my bracket shot like everybody else's. My bracket was shot an hour and a half into... <laughs> The March Madness, because I had Kentucky as the champion. Wow. Lost to St. Peter's, and yeah. we should talk about them in, oh in a moment Oh my gosh, what two. a game last night. I had Tennessee. Yeah. I had... Wait, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10. 10, I, I see. see. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. That made my day. I had Iowa, and uh-huh. I forgot who I had. Another. Whoever yeah, no. I, uh, Connecticut. I had Connecticut. All right. Um, I, I took some chances, and I blew it. Yeah. I lost well, again. You're out. You're yeah. out. Basically, this is called the one and done for you. Uh, yeah, one and done, like, you know, not even like one day and done, yeah. like after the first, wow. the first four hours of the games, yeah. I was, I was done, but I, I'm really enjoying this tournament, mm-hmm. coach. I don't know if you are either. Well, that's what they call it, that's what they call it March Madness. And yeah. the only time I really do care about college basketball is now, is now. I, 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 I okay. have no desire to watch any other college game yep. until now. So I know that we're based in New Jersey. Yes. Right. So we have a rooting interest for some of the Jersey mm-hmm. teams, but even if I wasn't from Jersey, mm-hmm. The St. Peter's Peacocks. How about that? Love it. Last night, what a game. I actually watched the whole game. Yeah. Went down. I mean, Jess was like, is St. Peter's from New Jersey? I'm like, well, I know they're St. Peter's Prep. I don't know. They said, Jersey City. Jersey City. 3,500 students. They're If that. One of three number 15 seated teams to make it to the 16. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the thing about <laughs> what I love about St. Peter's. Yeah. The basketball team, and I heard this on a... Um, it was actually a sports talk mm-hmm. psychology show mm-hmm. this morning. The basketball team brings in $1.5 million in revenue. 1.5. Okay. Okay. Coach John Calipari, head coach of the University of Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. makes $9.5 million a year. <laughs> a year. That's crazy. So, but here's what I love about St. Peter's. And again, uh, full disclosure, I got all this information from the sports psychology mm-hmm. show this morning. Shaheen Holloway is the head coach. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, he was a point guard. At Seton Hall, under Tommy Amaker, who mm-hmm. was at Seton Hall, Michigan, and now he's the head coach at Harvard. And here's what they noticed about Holloway. When the games got tight, when it was tied, mm-hmm. when St. Peter's was about to be down, mm-hmm. right, a couple of points, what does he do? Smiles. Mm-hmm. Stays relaxed. Mm-hmm. And there's something about, like, the osmosis of attitude. Of course. Right? Hey, players, I'm relaxed. Yeah. I'm cool. I believe in you. You should be cool too. Yeah. And you could see it 
transmits well, it's the, the other opponent where the coaches go crazy, start screaming, and punish as opposed to you guys are going to take care of it. It's the the positive element in Adam D. You hit the nail on the head, and maybe we've talked about that before, but yeah. you're right. I, I've enjoyed the madness of March. And we're going to keep enjoying it. There's some just really good games. You have some of the outstanding blue-chip programs, mm-hmm. but you also have some teams that haven't been following well, all year because you know so nothing fun. about like, them. Where's Murray State? I go, yeah. well, they just lost to St. Peter's. <laughs> That's where they are right the now. The Racers, yeah. the Murray State Racers. So yeah. I tell you what, State of Kentucky, zero. St. Peter's, two. I think... Are they the Pelicans? Who's that? I think St. Peter's. They're the Peacocks. The Peacocks. The the Peacocks. Pe- I think they're the, really the only Division One team that has the Peacocks. Yes. But what's the women's team called? <laughs> the, the P-Hens. <laughs> yeah. They they say, like, uh, strut up. Strut up. Strut because up. That's their yeah. hashtag, strut up, because they're the, the Peacocks, and they're very proud. And I think we're very proud the to P-Hens. see what they're doing. They're, the they're a fun team to watch. They don't want to say Peacock. Well, you can't be a peacock if you're a women's team. So you have to be a peahen. Right, because a, a, a cock is a male rooster or, uh-huh. or bird, uh-huh. but a hen is a female. And there's a thing called a, pe- a, pe- a peahen? A peahen, yeah. I learned that at the Turtleback <laughs> Zoo right here in our own hometown of West Orange. <laughs> so, and so we sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you about our one of our newest sponsors. Yes, also uh, our guest for also today. Also our guest for today, and that's Bobby Epstein, and he represents the firm of Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein. Coaches, you've told me, divorce ain't fun. It is not fun. It's dark. It is dark. It's, it's contentious. Terrible. It's emotional, and it's even years after. There's really no end. It's really, it's really rough. And apparently, divorce proceedings, as you've told me, take a very, very long very time. Long time. So it's important to have a divorce firm mm-hmm. that has your best interests at heart. Absolutely. That will be responsive. Absolutely. Right. That uh, they're going to take your case. They're going to be attentive. They're going to ask all the right Absolutely questions. Absolutely need that, and you need to trust. You, need, you, you want a firm that takes it as personally as you do. So Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein, that is the firm that you want to go with. They are located in New Jersey in the towns of Livingston, Livingston and Hackensack. Mm-hmm. Livingston and Hackensack. A combined 150 years of experience. So believe me, these folks know what they're doing. That's a lot of years of experience. All together. All together. Of having that's that a lot of years of experience. That's a lot of years was, of experience. I was trying to do an airplane line all together. That's a lot of years. <laughs> that, yes, and Unison will work I missed on that. I'm sorry, Adam D. My game is off. That's okay. So Bobby Epstein is the guy we're going to be having on today. So if you need to get in touch with Bobby, uh, want to talk about your case, you can contact him directly at area code 973-878-4373. Again, 973-878-4373. On Instagram, ZRE Law. On the web, ZRELaw.com. But if you want to call the firm's front desk, you know that number, right? Uh, 973-533-1100. That is 973-533-1100. 973-533-1100. The only thing that's missing is a jingle, but I don't think that's the way this firm works. They don't work that They're way. They're not an ambulance chaser. They're not ambulance chasers. And I'm excited to have them here. Uh, I look forward to meeting him. As always, you do a great job with uh, our guests. And <coughs> he follows up. Uh-huh. Our hundredth episode, and because we were so caught up with with the, the dad geeks and everything else last week, we missed a very important milestone in your personal life. We didn't acknowledge it the way I really. really I thought think we already we talked to. about my first colonoscopy. Ah, well, we have. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready for my second. Hey, high five! <laughs> nice, bring it right, on. I've already got my food upstairs, uh, my drink mix. Uh, but you celebrated a birthday. I did. I celebrated uh, not a, a hefty milestone by any means, but uh, my 48th. Right? So, 48, 48 years, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. And you celebrate in a very unique way, right? You decided to have a bowling party. 
Well, I remember just growing up, some of my best birthday parties were, were bowling parties. You had the, the roller skating and bowling. That's how we did it in, mm -hmm. in my town. Mm -hmm. Wasn't going to have a roller skating party. There's no need to see me on skates. No need to see any of my no friends ECL, on No ACL damage. Yes. I was afraid that, you know, there'd be a lot of bloody noses mm -hmm. and torn ACLs mm -hmm. with the roller skating. Yeah. But bowling, a uh, little less risk. Mm -hmm. And everybody likes a bowling party because you don't have to be good at bowling. And you can drink if you want to drink. You can eat if you want to drink. Mm -hmm. uh, eat, rather. Um, so we had, had some good times. I know that you were not able to make it because you were on no, dad I, duty. I was dad duty, where I was yeah. uh, driving into the New York City area, dropping yeah. Brie off at a bat mitzvah party. Beautiful, beautiful. But your lovely wife, Jess, uh -huh. and your lovely daughter, your yeah. older daughter, Michaela, yeah. Yeah. were there on hand they represented. for this, this event. They represented. We had some other friends there. And of course, I... I, I told my daughter, Perry, you know, um, because there's going to be a lot of dudes there, mm -hmm. uh, please bring a friend, other mm -hmm. than Michaela, sure. because she was a given. Mm -hmm. So she brought her, her good friend, Anna Deer. Ah, the Deer family. Yeah, uh, as I call Anna the truth, because yeah. you'll never find a more loyal friend, yeah. so shout out to the Deers. But yeah. in any event, it was a really fun party. Um, you know, it was great to get back in the bowling alley mm -hmm. for the first time since the pandemic. But here is one of the observations. I don't know if Jess told you anything about this. Uh, she shared some with me, and I would uh, like for you to, you know, it's probably why I brought up that uh, yeah. the bowling party. So here, here's some dad vice. Yeah. Um, and, and some mom vice, too, for all of you raising kids, especially um, high testosterone filled teenage boys. Yes. Who uh, play sports, you know, mm -hmm. a little wrestling, a little lacrosse. We know this because the kids at the uh, lane next to us were wearing the sweatshirts and t shirts of of the teams that they, they play and, mm -hmm. and wrestle for. Um, we've said this uh, after watching the Batman. Parents, don't raise douchey kids. <laughs> um, we saw some douchey kids. Yeah, I heard about Very that. douchey kids in the next lane over. And what was happening was, you know, the, the kids were screaming. They were yelling. They were um, taking the bowling balls and essentially throwing them yeah. down the lane. Not rolling them. No, no. They were throwing them They down were the acting their, their boyness, teenage, yeah. goofy, stupid... Now, yeah. look, I was at that age one time, yeah. and I, I did stupid things. Like, I would roll the ball from the chair yeah. where you're keeping score. Yes. And, you know, occasionally would roll onto the other lane yeah. and <laughs> cause all kinds of disruption. <laughs> but but these kids were, like, getting loud mm -hmm. and violent. And when you throw the ball up in the air and like it bounces that, like that, and it hits the ceiling and yeah. comes down, it could, could cause damage. It ca could cause an injury. On the lane next to these kids was a mom and her four-year-old boy yeah. celebrating his birthday. His so birthday. We shared a birthday. Yeah, what a moment there. You yeah. say, hey, it's my birthday too. Happy yeah, birthday. I did. He was wearing a shirt saying, I'm the birthday boy. So I, I'm the birthday, birthday boy, boy too. too. Where was your shirt? Uh, they don't make shirts like that for 48-year-olds. All right. But, you know. Note to sell. We, we went to the management and said, this can't keep going on. Yeah. These kids are getting rowdy. They're getting loud. We realize they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. But learn a lesson here. Yeah. Life lesson opportunity. All right. And you know. Your ball could slip off your hand, hit a four-year-old in the head. Mm -hmm. Do you really want that? Well, they don't care because they, they're 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 egocentric. It's all about themselves. Yeah, they don't, they don't have that capacity because they're teenage boys. Here's the other thing they did. Yeah. So, you know, you have this electronic scorecard. Yeah. And everybody can see the screen. Yeah. So the first name that went in was Osama bin Laden. <laughs> okay. Now these kids weren't even around. I'll no, bet no. you during 9/11. That's so funny. And you don't know. Who in the, yes. in the bowling alley was affected by 9-11? Yeah. Where you see a name like Osama bin Laden, yeah. it's like a Holocaust survivor saying the yeah. name Hitler yes. up there. <laughs> and then another, another one put in Putin. Yeah. And another one put in um, Harry Ass 
See, we were talking yeah. about peacocks. Yeah. Hair, so you know where I'm going. Yeah. Hairy ass CO something. Yeah. I think the mom said, could you not use that name? Mm-hmm. I've got a four-year-old boy here. He's going to be curious. Yeah. Use your brain. Yeah. Use your brain. They don't have brains. Yeah. They lack brains. Well, you know, their their brain is essentially well, uh, south of the border. So, But eventually you did say something. We did say something. So the manager or, or one of the... So you followed... wasn't, You know what? It wasn't even a manager. Yeah. It was a, a teenage kid himself, maybe a college kid who had to come over and say, hey, can you please keep it down and roll the ball, stop throwing the ball in the yeah, air yeah. because it's dangerous yeah. and you could you could ruin it's my stuff. Yeah. It's my stuff. So, of course, he leaves. They do the, roll the ball for a few frames, mm-hmm. but they're making fun of him like, play by the rules, Jimmy. Yeah. Roll the ball. And, of course, they're rolling it as fast as, as they, they can. can. Yeah. Um, you know, they're rolling it between their legs, which actually I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um but they were still being very, very poorly behaved. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to their old habits. Mm-hmm. So um, I give this this kid who was running the front desk, mm-hmm. who had a million other things going on, a lot of credit. Yeah. Right, he came over and said, you're done. Yeah. And he gave like the slashing, yeah. no, you're done. Oh, he went there. Yeah. He's like, well, what do you mean? We were rolling the ball. You're not rolling the ball. You're throwing a 14 yeah. pound ball up yeah. in the air. Yeah. It's slamming down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're done. I told you once and you're done. What, 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 what yeah, do you mean? Uh, these, these kids are acting like the victim. Yeah. So really, this is about parents mm-hmm. raising good kids. You're going to go to a bowling alley. You want to have some fun. You want to do some wacky things. Do some wacky things. But don't do things that are violent. And don't type in stuff that's offensive to other people. Well, I call it the grandma effect. Are you doing something that your grandma would be proud of? Hmm. If you are... It keep doing. It. I I guess I'm kind of glad I was tied up, taking Brianna to her particular bat mitzvah because you know me. I am one to to say and do. You're things. the upstander, I, not I, the I, bystander. I, I I do, and it sounds like it could have gotten a little. Uh, I might have. I I do my best not to get involved. You know that I I, yeah. I sit there and sit there to find like all right, f this. This is enough. So I don't know. Uh, but it sounds like it got handled, and they get booted out. And they got booted out. All right. They got booted out, and the uh, four-year-old kid, he left the bowling alley unscathed with his mom. And the mom was, you know, she was cool. She's like, I get it. You know, they're teenagers, but, you know, I'm trying to have an enjoyable birthday evening with my son, and these these kids are just, you know. They're learning that stuff everywhere. Plus, but do you think they're trying to show off? Definitely. Do you think they're trying to show off to to Anna and Michaela and Perry because they're high school girls, and you think that might have been that the, the, the mating you know, the mating process. It could be, but, you know, they may have had every intention of going in regardless of just who being, was around them. Just being, I'll, I'll just, just being dead. And just raising hell. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. Well, uh, bad situation, but I'm glad it was a happy ending. I hope you had a happy birthday. I had a very happy birthday. We, you know what? Because I was around the people I well, enjoyed and being that's around. that's good. And I felt badly I couldn't be there. Except um, you, of course. No, well, <laughs> uh, I'm not really a big fan of going into bowling alleys, but I would have been there for you. Because they're just loud. They, I, they are, and they were louder yeah, because louder. of these kind of uh, schmucks just, that yeah, were next to us. That kind of stuff just drives me crazy. I'm like, dude, seriously? <clears throat> so, um, but happy birthday. Um, I'm excited for our guest. Uh, I have an interesting question for you. Or maybe not question. So I find myself getting very annoyed with my kids on their cell phones. Yeah. Uh, and I get it. I understand it. Uh, but I'm concerned mm-hmm. over how much they depend uh, and I'm talking about Michaela and Brianna, mostly. Um, my older two kids didn't really have the same kind of thing. Uh, and so last night uh, was movie night. We finally had a chance to have movie night, and they oh, haven't nice. watched Rocket Man. So, uh, this is the Elton John the Elton biopic. John. Yeah. yeah, I thought uh, it was pretty good. So it was really good. We're excited to show it to them. 
And of course, in the, in the movies, right? We're watching the movies. Uh, we're 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 sitting on the couch, and they're on their phones. Yeah, they're on their phones. They're on their phones, right? Uh, um, at one point, like, "Hello, off your phone." And of course, Michaela is like, "Dad, I'm looking at IMDb. I'm seeing this show." I'm like, "Okay, okay." Mm-hmm. Brie is just constantly there, constantly just looking. Uh, and at one point, I said, "You know, it's just enough already. Put the phone down. Watch the movie, right?" And just like, "Dude, relax." I said, "No, I'm just." Put it away. What I realized, I wasn't mad at Brianna, and I'm not mad at Michaela for their phones. I'm actually mad at me as a parent because I am not able to help limit, and tell me if you feel the same way, this exposure, this constant yeah. desire. I feel like there's a there's an addiction, uh, and I think I'm seeing it more and more. They spent two years on all these electronics, yep. and it's almost like we have to wean them from this crack, this heroin yeah. uh, that That's they see on phones. Um, and so I realized I was really mad at myself because I'm not being the good parent, helping them disconnect. Do you have any feelings like that? Yeah, I mean, you have you're, kids. You're not alone, coach, yeah. and it's it's not just you. It's not just me. I know a lot of parents are going through this. Even parents with kids who uh, are very active. You know, yeah. we have kids who are multi-sport Listen, we're, we're softball families, so they're yeah. busy playing softball. Yeah, and look, I know that you know my, my kids are getting enough activity mm-hmm. off of the phones mm-hmm. where there's a bit of a balance. But when they're on those phones, it's like that is the only world that they live oh, in. It drives me crazy. So you you were watching a movie. Yeah. Um, we were watching the college basketball game. So mm-hmm. all right, you know, nowadays when you watch sports, I, I, I get it. You know, there's some slow action and there's a lot of commercials. So you distract yourself by mm-hmm. by being on on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that they're on the phones a lot. It's the stuff that they're on. Yeah. So it's not like any of the stuff that they're watching is educational. Mm-hmm. It's not like any of the stuff that they're watching is going to help them become better people. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm just going to put it out there. It's just stupid it's shit. It's just stupid shit. Yeah, Made they, by people yeah, yeah. who like yeah, making they, stupid shit. And people get attention. And so what do they do? They make some more shit. Yes. And the people watch more shit. Yeah. And it's like this constant, fl- I mean, what I love is we've got a great relationship with, with our girls. And Michaela or Brianna, out of the blue, will just send us a TikTok. Right? Yeah. They think it's hysterical. And I'll watch and I'm like... All right, thanks. She's thinking of me. It means a lot. But yet, I'm, I fail to see the interest in yes. constantly going yeah. down that. Maybe because I don't do TikTok. I'm not into yeah. it. Twitter, 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 whatever it is. Tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> snapping. Grabbing. Just to show you how much of that we right? do for Bands of the Dead. <laughs> you know? So, um, I just think as a parent, it's... it's uh, I, I would imagine that we're all trying to deal with this. The, the, the element of the invasion of these little electronics that are great tools... But I find myself getting very frustrated and angry because I just yeah. want them to find a way to disconnect, and that's just not working that well. Uh, my my issue is there's just no other world other than the ones that they are viewing. Mm-hmm. Like um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I I got to get my my son ready for his golf lessons. Okay. And he'll be on the phone. This is how he decompresses mm-hmm. from school. I get it. Mm-hmm. And he's watching some stupid TikTok, and it's like, Aiden, get your shoes on. Mm-hmm. That's the first time. Mm-hmm. Aiden, get your shoes on. So my voice rises. <laughs> like you say, you're getting angry yeah. yourself. By the third time, I'm like, Aiden, get your shoes on. We've got to go mm-hmm. to golf lessons. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> Did you not hear anything? Dude, that, this is what gets me fired up. Dude, chill. chill. He says to chill. me, dude, chill. And like, and don't tell me. You know, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, you as you know. Yes. You say, dude, chill. <laughs> I've been asking you. To get off your phone and get your shoes on for like the last 10 minutes. Because you're taking him to... for his golf lesson, yes. of which you're paying for, that he wants Which is going to make him better, a better golfer, and, and he, he loves wants, doing it. And he wants you to chill. He wants me to chill. Because, you know, that's the first time he heard me raise my voice because I couldn't penetrate 
what he was watching on the phone the first two times. uh, Every parent is going through this. I ask this uh, a lot of other parents, and they're like, it's permeating. It's permeating in our life. And, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, the weather's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, We're off of Zoom in Mm -hmm. school that, you know, we'll start to wean ourselves Mm -hmm. off of those phones. Uh, You know, we're starting to schedule more activities as a family. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. And, you know, it'll always be there. Um, it, it'll, you mentioned it as a, the newest addiction. It's the newest crack. Yeah. Um, you're right. And I have a feeling that there's going to be some real neurological consequences to always being dialed in on your phone. It's the, it's the FOMO. It's like, I can't miss yeah, yeah. the next stupid video that the <laughs> schmucko is posting. El schmucko. And if it's a posting yes. of five idiots at a bowling alley <laughs> throwing a 14 pound ball to the ceiling, I'm going to be extremely annoyed. <laughs> Coming up next on Bad to the Dad, it's Bobby Epstein. He's a divorce attorney. We're going to learn a lot. Stick it out right here on Bad to the Dad. Bad to the Dad would now like to thank one of our sponsors. Running your own business is hard. You have customers you need to keep happy, revenue streams that need to keep flowing, and you've got competition. When running a business of any size, it's important to have an image that stands out. Nobody understands that better than Berman Branding. Need a website from scratch or a website reboot? Berman Branding. Looking for a marketing plan for a new product or service? You got to go Berman Branding. How about a new logo? Becky Berman and her talented team designed Bad to the Dad's Bone Daddy logo featured on our social media accounts and our website. You'll even get marketing research and insights from Berman Branding to help you build the best awareness strategy. Even Coach Randy is a client. Berman Branding. Visit them at Berman Branding on social media or BermanBranding.com. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D, the podcast celebrating suburban dad life, as well as the dads that live in other habitats. If you want to find us on social media, pretty easy to find us. At Bad to the Dad is our handle. Once more, at Bad to the Dad. We are on the gram. Yes, that's Instagram, as the kids say. Facebook. We even tweet from time to time. You can even find us on LinkedIn. If you'd like to visit us on our website, that's your route. We've got one of those as well, and that is www dot bad to the dad.com again bad to the dad.com and there you can find information about your hosts you can even download the episodes on our website if you can't get to apple or spotify if you can't get to apple or spotify please let us know we'll offer the tech support we'll try to bring you into the to the new century because that's how people are finding stuff on apps if you have a question a guest idea a show idea we've got email too people are still using that it's not all about ims and dms and texting and so, BMs. Now, what is a BM, Coach? A bowel movement. Let's get back to how people can communicate with us. And that is, I knew you'd go there. Let's go back to email, and that is contact us at badtothedad.com. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, our guest this week is not just a dad. He's not just a guest, but he's also a sponsor. And that is Bobby Epstein, who is a divorce attorney with... The firm of Z R E Law. That's Z R E Law, 
And uh, we're really excited to speak with Bobby Epstein. Bobby, yeah, thank you so much for welcome. taking the time. Thank you. are our first yeah. divorce attorney. Oh, my God. Could have used you a few Run. years ago. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like this is sort of an intervention for you, Coach, as much as this is an opportunity. Now, listen, I'm happy. I have my, my best wife and my worst wife, and you know why the one is the best, so. Right, the one you're still with. <laughs> yes. I would hope that that's how you... How that's you how it works, yes. She's not listening. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> So let, let's take us back here. There's a lot of different laws to practice, and you went with matrimonial law. What was it about that particular aspect of law that made you want to gravitate to it? Uh, I like to stress myself out as much as possible. And, I thought uh, you were going to say you like drama. Create uh, ulcers inside of my body. But um, no, I, I really wanted to do something where I was representing individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off representing employers and um, I was bored to tears by it. And for me, it was about being in court, running around, never being bored, um, fighting for people, doing what I like to do in terms of you know helping people out. And it's been everything exactly like that that I was looking for and warned about at the same time. Uh, no, it's so funny. You had talked about this. And I'm not sure why it jumped into my head. There was a movie with Jed Nelson many, many years ago called From the Hip. Okay. You familiar with it? I'm not. If it doesn't involve The Breakfast Club, Judd is uh, <laughs> and St. Well, Fire. It's out of my He wheel. makes this comment about wanting to be the kind of attorney that jumps around, sits around, and screams and bounces and things like that. Right. Uh, because he wanted to be exciting and engaging. It's a very funny very funny. Uh, it's a funny video. It's a movie from a long time ago. But why Why is that more enticing than sitting back and just representing employers? Because when I was deciding whether to go to law school, which I didn't do right away, I worked in advertising first, so I'm dealing with lots of people and big projects and again, running around, being busy. I envisioned being in a courtroom just like you would watch on TV, doing the same exact mm-hmm. thing or in the movies. And while it is not even close to what you see on TV and in the movies, there are some similarities. And the fact that you get to constantly present and be on your toes, whether it's to a judge or to your client or to a, you know, a mediator or whatever it is, you're always thinking, you're always moving. You're not just sitting behind a computer typing, looking for a case or whatever it may be. I just, I just wouldn't be able to be trapped behind my desk like that. It's just not who I am. Bobby Epstein of ZRE Law, divorce attorney, is our guest on bad to the dad. So Bobby, what I gather is you're not in court all the time. Not every case has to go before a judge. That's right. So almost every case that we do will settle at some point in time, um, way over 95%. Um, And that's, you know, it it could be at any point in the process. It could be early on. It could be over a year later, you know, depending Hmm. on the case, which can be complicated or just a lot of fighting involved. Um, Sometimes we don't ever go before a judge. We don't ever file a complaint for divorce until the case is done. Um, And that's how most people prefer to do it. Sometimes, or more than 50% of the time, we do end up at least initiating a litigation, whether it turns into something more than that. It depends on the people. It depends on the case. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of times when it comes to divorce, it's, yes, it's about the kids, it's about custody, but it's also about possession. So, you don't have to name names because obviously there's this thing called attorney-client privilege. But like, what's one of the wackiest um, or outlandish possessions that one side or the other was just so passionate about having? Was it a goat? Was it a dog? Was it a, uh, a Winnebago? What are we talking here? It would be great if it was a goat. I really would have. I would love that. But the funniest, the, not funniest, but it, the, the one that always comes to mind when people ask me something like that is, 
I had a case several years ago before the pandemic where we were in court, case was settled, pretty simple case, but a lot of acrimony. And we literally were done with every single issue with the exception of who was going to get the Cuisinart mixer that they had gotten for their wedding. And huh. my client could honestly care less about it, but he wanted it um, because he wanted it. So what ended up happening is that I happened to be friends with the other lawyer. We ended up going into the judge's office, into his chambers, and he takes out a quarter and he says, we're doing this right now. Even though obviously <laughs> it wasn't some, it wasn't a real court decision, he takes out a quarter, he flips the coin, I win, or my client wins, I should say. And if I told you that I did a Heisman dance around his chambers, I wouldn't be lying. Um, <laughs> we walk outside, the client's mother uh, offers a check because the uh, not the client, the uh, the wife's mother was there, so she offered a check in the in for several hundreds of dollars to buy the Cuisinart mixer, and he said absolutely not. And when when they asked why not, his response was because every time someone comes into my house, I get to show them that mixer and how I got it. So it's really a, a spite <laughs> possession. <laughs> in that particular was, case, that was uh, very nice guy, good client, very nice guy. Uh, but that, that, that was, was, uh, that that was I'll never spite. forget. Larry David in uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. Well, that was the spite store. The spite right? store, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is the spite. Th- this is a reality here. The the wow, that is a great story. Because because I have a friend who yeah. got divorced, and and there was contention over the airline miles mm-hmm. and a putter, a golf putter. <laughs> We've yeah. dealt with both of them. Yeah. I don't know if I've dealt with a putter before, but I've uh, yeah. dealt with everything from posters to paintings to really anything that you can imagine. It's like that episode of Married with Children a thousand years ago where Al's at the dentist and the dentist is about to perform some major work on him and he gets a call from his divorce lawyer saying he lost like his baseball cards from when he was a kid and all of a sudden his hands start shaking and he does the work on Al with his hands shaking because he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting working what you do. Uh, first of all, I know you said you went to advertising. Did you ever think about acting? I'm just curious. Uh, no. Uh, uh, I know I know my role. I know my, my physical appearance, and well, I stay hidden away. I mean, it's just whatever. Our, our, our last episode, we just celebrated our 100th episode. Right. And we talked about the Congratulations. Batman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just noticing you have quite the jawline. <laughs> Doesn't he, Adam B.? Got, well, I don't know if it's in a good way, this though. This is why, you know, guys like me I'm, could not play Batman because we have the pointy chin. I yeah, could play the Joker, I'm just, but I couldn't play Batman. I'm just, I'm, I'm still stuck in you know, our 100th episode, and, you know, this is our 101st. Uh, yeah, 101th. Robert right, Pattinson so, fans everywhere right? are so, passing out. We, I, I'm, just, I'm just noticing. The first Jewish Batman. Did a, did a surprisingly good job. <laughs> that, well, you know, uh, Batman was created by, by a Jewish guy. There you go. That's right. So, I mean, that's off topic, but I was just noticing that. We always find a way to sneak in. I need our listeners to see. I mean, we post pictures. Uh, but the regards to matrimonial law, uh, we heard about the those particular things. Did you always want to go to law school? So no, um, my father's a lawyer. He uh, he always tried to steer me away from it just because mm-hmm. he it, you know he loves teaching it. He's a professor, um, but he just thought that maybe it wasn't necessarily something that I should go into. And of course, as a result of that, I went into it. Just um, spite <laughs> and um, it's the spite career. He's got a and, uh, in his kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And um, it's it really you know for all the times that I'll you know say how did I end up doing this you know in you know I grew up on Long Island I went to law school in Queens how did I end up in you know suburban New Jersey doing matrimonial law at the end of the day it's it's if I'm going to be a lawyer it's exactly what I should be doing I I know so meaning when you were asked when you were younger yeah you know this wasn't my choice this was not your choice (laughs) so what was your your dream and what was your dream job well it was it was always third base for the Mets and this Mm -hmm. was the fallback so um, you know at least that didn't work out but here we are so you're a ball player uh, I in my head I am yes. sure. Yeah. And 
and, and the Mets, so you enjoy losing a lot. It's it's offensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Adam, Adam, you're not. Who's, what's offensive? The Mets always lose. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just talking about facts. There, there's yeah. nothing better than I was actually driving on my way here, and and my middle son is 12. He's a huge Met fan, and yeah. he texts me their lineup for today's spring training game, and Robinson Cano's in the lineup, and I just start laughing, and I wrote, "Yikes!" Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Robbie Cano's back with the Mets now. Well, he apologized to his teammates. Oh yes, yeah, so, okay. sorry about that. Didn't want to get the vaccine because apparently he's afraid of needles. Needles. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you're a Mets fan. Yep. Are, 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 are you hopeful for them? Because I live in a Mets household. I think it's going to be a, an interesting year. I think it's all dependent upon the health. of of the, of the pitching staff. Yep. I think the Phillies are very good. Yep. I think Braves the Braves are very too. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's any guarantees no matter how high their payroll is. It's it's mm-hmm. going to be one of those things. And you just want them to get to the playoffs. You know, just, just to feel just, good just about Just things. get there. There's an accomplishment yeah, after all the money they spent by dance. getting Scherzer and doing all those things. And so you played baseball? I played Little League when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I was never very good. Our oldest son, Jack, who's uh, he's 15 now, mm-hmm. he's he's very good, and he's mm-hmm. very humble about it, and he's just a, you know, he's, you know, high school now, so mm-hmm. it's it's all that stuff. So it's all the, it's it's great watching him do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Never pushed him, don't pressure him, just let him do yeah, I was going to ask you what kind of baseball parent you are, because... You know, uh, Coach Randy, as a softball coach himself, he's, he's a lot of Meshuggah parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so, well, you know what? It's it's interesting because when we, when he was young, because mm-hmm. out of the three kids, he he has the one who stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he was young, we definitely pushed him more. Um, I coached more. I was definitely more hands on. And then over time, I realized, or maybe it was just the way I thought it should be, I backed off, and we just always said to him enjoy it have fun we'll drive you wherever you need to be driven we'll take you wherever you need to go um but if you ever told us one day you don't want to do it anymore Mm -hmm. you know we'll have a conversation and then probably that's it and Mm -hmm. i think because of that he has stuck with it Mm -hmm. and he loves it and you know that's where we are so um we're talking to divorce attorney bobby epstein of zre law and that is ziegler resnick epstein so you're one of the partners that's right yeah all right so Let's say I needed a divorce attorney, which uh, I don't think I'll ever no. need. Michelle, he's not. There's, there's no subliminal it's messages super here. Super hypothetical. It's not happening. Completely hypothetical. It's a Marvel alternate universe. Absolutely. But this if is, I this is a multiverse question. Multiverse question. There's another there's Adam. There's another Adam madness. somewhere. That's right. Question. Let's say in the multiverse of by madness, the way, yeah. that Adam looks like Tom Cruise. By the way, that the multiverse yeah. Adam who might be calling the multiverse me for, for a That's concept. right. And maybe, it looks like, maybe it looks like Cumberbatch, too. Yeah. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I'll take either one. Yeah, absolutely. He's pretty rocked in his abs lately. So, <laughs> then that is definitely the, the bizarro yeah, yeah. Adam Dane. That's right. Because I've got the dad bod. Yes. But maybe right. in the alternate Which, by universe, the way, you look yes. pretty good, Adam. I'm very proud of you. Uh, you know, you're, you're shredding try. some. You know, you know what's hard is that, you know, we had this holiday uh, in the Jewish religion called Purim. Yes. And what do you do on Purim? You give people a gift basket of, of, just stuff. of junk food. Yes, yes thank you. And I've been way. working my way through all of those goodie bags yeah. over the last week. So the fact that I... I'm still like just hovering around 200. Yeah, that's pounds, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's a modern miracle. So let's get back to Bobby. <laughs> I sidetrack. We shall. That's, oh, right. that's what we do here. Hum and right? and talk later. It's always. Yeah, I know. And, and I, I, saw I always tear it open. I yeah. eat the inside, and then I don't. Okay, eat so that's the big debate. Do yeah. you prefer the hum and and latke debate? If you had to choose between hum and and latke, what do you go with? See, I'm very big on like a Linzer tart. I love the jelly on the middle. So hum and and latke. Oh, yeah, 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 you're a baked yeah. goods guy. I love yeah. that myself. Right. 
Okay. Yeah, plus there's only so much oil yeah. that, that <laughs> the feel body bad. can consume. And you feel bad about it after a while when you have like five but latkes. But they're so, so good and crisp so coming good. out of the pan. <laughs> okay, so you like latkes with sour cream or with uh, applesauce? Okay. Applesauce. Applesauce. Okay. Applesauce. Applesauce. Okay. All right. Yeah, right. and I think that's where the consensus would yeah. probably be Agreed. on the, on the applesauce Correct. side. So let's say, again, in this bizarre world, I, I, I call CRE mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. What am I getting out of this firm? You know, what, How are you different than other uh, divorce firms? What I always tell people is, number one, we are unbelievably responsive um, in terms of being there for you, talking to you, uh, communicating with you at all times of day, all days of the week. Um, what I always find is the lawyers in our firm, with there's four partners, and each of us is very different in how we approach a case, but the collective goal of always advocating as hard as we can for our clients is the common uh, unifier between us. So if someone calls me uh, for me or they reach out to me, they're going to get a different style, a different type of representation than if they call one of my other partners. But at the end of the day, we always pride ourselves on being there in a very personal way for the people that we represent. I take every case, you know, for better or for worse, very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it wears away at, at my physical appearance and uh, the lines on my you face. Look, you look but, better uh, than you giving yourself credit. But um, I really do take every case very, very personally. Um, it's just, It's just what I feel like I need to do in order to do it the way I want to do it. So I am familiar with this concept that the wills of justice work very slow in your in your business. That's right. Is that right? Um, is that the benefit of charging the? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Um... I think I need to charge some of those attorney rates. I'm just saying professionally. You know, it's um, with respect to how things move. It sort of goes back to what I said before, especially in today's world of you know most of the courts that we deal with are virtual, at least for the time being, mm-hmm. um, because of the pandemic. The backlog that's been created because of that is so staggering, especially in count- certain other certain counties more than others, um, that your case could take two years, if not longer, to just get a trial in mm-hmm. front of a judge. I just had one. We just did one at the end of last year. It was over three years old, um, which is, you know, if you're going through this, you're, it's crazy. Um, but we have some cases that'll settle within, you know, mm-hmm. a handful of months or less, mm-hmm. which is those are the cases where everyone's on the mm-hmm. same page. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're a uh, a podcast about dads, and I'm 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 curious when it comes to cases of custody. You ever you know get into you know really vicious cases where the uh, the parents are insistent on no joint custody, sole custody, and and that gets really ugly. And and then what what's your role in in those kinds of cases? So those are those are very difficult cases. I do get involved with them. Um, again, they're very emotionally difficult uh, for the people that are going through them. They're tough for me as well. Mm-hmm. I uh, we finished one recently where one of the people was insisting on what's called sole legal custody, and what mm-hmm. legal custody is is decisions, big decisions regarding the kids. You know where yeah. they go to school, religion, uh, oh, who yeah. their doctor is. Not necessarily they sick that day, but who the doctor is, where they go to college, the big stuff. Um, and one parent was insisting, insisting, even told the judge that they would not settle unless they had sole custody. And, and do you have to interview the kids too at all? Well, in that particular case, there was a, a what we call a custodial expert involved, and they interviewed the kids. Wow. And um, very tough case. And in uh, easily more than ninety-five percent of the cases, even higher there's going to be joint legal custody. So for a parent to take that position is highly unusual. 
Um, and that's why we ended up having to go to trial on the case because my client was never going to agree to, to that kind of arrangement. I mean, he just wasn't going to do it and, and I could never recommend it to him. So, you know, so, uh, this is two questions, right? Uh, as we're talking about that, the laws have changed regarding custody for dads, uh, now, because it used to be that the, the primary parent who got custody was the mother was almost automatic. Um, how is that going for dads? And for those in the situation, do dads have a lot of hope knowing that that stuff's not going to happen, that they're just as important as a caregiver uh, as the other parent? So what I would say is the law hasn't changed in terms of what the what it reads. You mm-hmm. know, if I'm going through either the okay. actual statute or the I cases. I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, but the way that judges look at it, the way that we look at it, uh, the way that experts oftentimes look at it, it's a. I find that it's a much more balanced uh, situation where a lot of the times it becomes about availability, flexibility, um, especially since the pandemic started, a lot more parents are working from home, they're not commuting anymore, uh, or it's much more limited. So the ability of both parents to say, hey, I'm there for Johnny just as much as the other parent mm-hmm. is, regardless of mom or dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so take that into account. So there, there, while there is no law in New Jersey or other, you know, I, I can't speak for other states, there's no law in New Jersey that says it's 50-50. They've talked about things like that. Um, it certainly is a much more, I find, balanced field when it comes so to... So no longer favors just one parent other because of gender? It does not. Okay, that's, that's yeah. encouraging. Yeah. So you talk about the pandemic. Uh, for a lot of us, I will say I... I have pandemic envy. I had a great opportunity with my family and my girls uh, for the, during the pandemic. There are times I just wish we could go back to that. For us, although we were afraid about getting sick, we had such a wonderful time in our family. But I also know there was a lot of families out there whose parents weren't doing well. They were already having issues prior to the pandemic. They had communications, maybe some domestic violence. What was it like for you as an attorney during that time period as a divorce attorney, knowing some of this stuff was going on uh, in the pandemic? Uh, you know, at first it was, you know, for everybody, it was, it was just, we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know what to do next. We didn't know how our cases were going to go. We didn't know what to tell clients, you know, obviously we're available for them and helping them. Um, a lot of people said there were going to be more divorces. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe in some ways that's true. I, I you know, I never really sat down and, and wrote it out, but definitely the case is dragging on because of the backlog in the courts or whatever it may be, create a level of stress that sometimes is just immeasurable. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like we dealt with a lot more cases involving at least allegations of domestic violence. Um, I don't know if that's pandemic related or not. Um, it definitely seems like there's been an uptick in that regard. Um, the level of stress that parents have gone through uh, because of this, because not only are they going through the divorce, but they, they were raising their kids virtually in school and someone had to be there to help with that and dealing with making sure you know if there's job losses or income issues or the the amount of perfect storm elements that came into the fold i i I couldn't even imagine having to go through it so it it was important that you know we were available for them bobby epstein of ziegler resnick and epstein (laughs) i like how you take each moment Ziegler. It's, it's an emphasis. Each, each one of those partners F-time. deserves <laughs> emphasis. That's right. It sounds right? like it's like a law firm. Well, also this is a sponsor, so I want to make sure that our listeners, should they need Bobby and his firm services, uh-huh. they are getting so exactly that's the right. Ziegler, Resnick, 
And Epstein. And Epstein. <laughs> right. Attorneys at law. I'm also trying to do it the opposite of, of like, you know, these ambular cha- ambulance chaser commercials that you see yeah. on daytime TV, like during yeah. Jerry Springer. That's right. I, I, exactly. I wanna, right. They really exactly do that. Right. Remember, we're, we're there for yeah. you. I just had this car Kobe and Myers. Yeah. It's about time. That's yeah. right. No, I, I just had to do that. I think <laughs> and there's the other one with the uh, the 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 asbestos one where they you <laughs> hear other. Oh, yeah. asbestos and uh, Mesopotamia. Not, not Mesopotamia. 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 Yeah. If you're going to Mesopotamia, you probably no, have other. No, what is this called? But there is there is a firm that specializes in those cases. And then they've really jumped on the whole 9/11. Yeah. Because because if you're working or living in that area. You probably have no, mesothelioma. But it is 100% true. Well. And this is just a side thing about what but happened. they're not that kind of firm. No, no, they're no. not that kind of firm, which is why we like those kind of sponsors. They're there to really uh, coordinate and uh, customize what, what families need. It's not like this uh, this candy-cut piece. I was a, I was an accident a couple of weeks ago. You know, no, it was a fender bender. No one got hurt, thank goodness. I'm getting mail now from random attorneys oh, sure. yeah. that, ha- that have the police report. Yes. Yeah. That have the police the police report in the package saying here I'm here for you to help your all of your legal needs. Yeah. So I, I my wife's like, what do we do? I'm like, we tear it up and shred it. But I it's like the DoorDash yeah, floors. Yeah. You know, so it's really uh, <laughs> remarkable what you're doing and, and how you do it. I would also imagine that you play part social worker, um, social worker, uh, counselor, therapist. Definitely a lot of listening. Um, where a, a lot of people will say to me that you know who know me, they'll say sometimes I'm really really good at it. And sometimes I'm not really good at it, and that's something that I do have to work on at times, because um, it's you know there's so much going on in these cases, and I, and I always believe in my head, even though every family is very different, that I feel like I know what's best. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I have to take a step back and and say, well, you know what, I need to hear a little bit more about what's going on in your particular case, and you know, there's a lot of that that goes on, and there's a lot of clients who are very observant. They know that. That's part of your role, um, and they try to be cognizant mm-hmm. of that too. They try, but, to but you're not a marriage counselor where you're trying to patch up. No, the marriage. absolutely no. not. If someone calls me and they and if, if they've retained me already or they're thinking about moving forward and they say, well, we might want to try to work on it or whatever it may be, I say, look, you go to a marriage counselor or you know talk to someone, and you know, I'm here when you're you're ready to move forward. You know, if you guys reconcile or fix your issues, you know, great. But there's a lot of emotions. I'd have to you have to really disconnect. Uh, and remove your emotions because some of these cases got to be so tugging. I'd imagine it makes you a better husband. You understand matrimony a little bit mm-hmm. differently, so I'm, I'm sure about about that. But it's, I would imagine it's hard disconnecting emotionally from some of these people because it, these are this is literally often emotionally based. I can't even I can't fully describe. Again, I think every lawyer processes it differently. Mm-hmm. I, as I said before, I take every case very personally. So for me, that's very hard to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife Tammy is very, very, very patient with me um, because again, it's very hard to do. Um, it's just a, dr- it can be very draining. It's very rewarding in some respects, but it can be very draining, and you do carry it with you. It's just, yeah. it's just the way it is. Hmm. So uh, that, that's an interesting segue. Uh, as we said on social media, you're a very happily married divorce <laughs> yes. divorce attorney. That's right. Right. Um, so you know, you're you're doing something right at home. And you've got three great kids, right? yes. three, three great sons. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about your kids and what you like to do with them. Um, I have three great boys. I got Jack, who's uh, 15 now. I have That's Cole. He's a baseball player. Yeah, I have Cole, who's 12. He plays soccer, and he's just, just a great, respectful kid, except when he's home with us. And I got... Uh, <laughs> For the past two years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's uh, typical. And I got Luke, who's nine, who's, um, again, just one of those just happy-go-lucky, just sweet, sweet boys. Um, and we love to do everything together, whether it's, 
you know, again, playing sports or, you know, going to the movies, you know, you know even, you know, my, my son Luke plays guitar, which is, you know, almost like a dinosaur at this point because, you know, there's no music on the radio for them that actually involves a guitar anymore unless your name is Machine Gun Kelly. Um, you know, so they all do different things. They're, it's amazing, and I'm sure you guys could say the same thing, how, you know, you expect each kid to be a certain way, but they are so unique in their own mold that it's you get such joy from just like you know watching each one of them go through the things that they go through mm-hmm. and you realize that sometimes you just realize how fast it's going to go and then they're off well, that do, do, do they know what you do um some jack does for sure mm-hmm. um cole knows that i'm a lawyer he says it all the time he loves to when i'm in the middle of working in the kitchen he'll be you know he'll always say oh you're working you're working you're working but i don't think you really gets what I do mm-hmm. um, not yet at least and you know I don't really talk about it with him and um, and Luke definitely has no idea he just knows <laughs> there's a laptop and there's papers right. okay. <laughs> and a lot of like you know screaming crying that's just me um, you know <laughs> so uh, you know so I, 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 Jack has talked about and Cole has talked about you know whether you know being a lawyer and things things like that in the future and I always just say to them Follow your own path, whatever that's going to be. You know, don't ever let me steer you one way or another. You had mentioned your dad was an attorney. Is he still yeah. an attorney? So he's primarily a professor. Uh, he's oh, wow. at, which school? At New York Law School. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it was he was never really like a litigator, which is what I am. Um, he was much more of a writer okay. and a professor. It sort of fits, you know, into what he does. Um, so definitely a different legal path, at least. So, um, and he was not really excited that you were entering the family business. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I remember when I told him that I was going to be taking the LSAT when I was still in college. It's sort of like a fallback. With, that's the, the that's entrance so funny. exam to Law take. Law school is usually not the fallback for yeah, most right. people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's not the safety career. That's right. <laughs> and um, That's been really smart. <laughs> I, I, I just think about how long ago that was. And I just remember he was, you know, he was a... Uh, not not thrilled at the concept, but you know it worked out. Yeah, so here we are. Um, and so you talked about your kids yes. and what their their passions are uh, and things that you like to do. Um, when you were during the pandemic, right? What were some of the fun things you did during the pandemic that you would like to continue? Now they're out of the uh, the so we're entering the endemic phase, or is there anything? The most you know for me and I, my, Tammy and I are always very big on it. Even if the boys are not receptive to it, is. Mm-hmm. I just want them outside and knowing that there is life outside. Um, it doesn't just have to be in our backyard where there's a trampoline or, you know, that we have a little baseball thing, you know, a cage set up. They're, the kids, you know, I'm literally talking like the oldest person on the planet. They're so attached to their devices now and iPads and phones. And, you know, we all say the same thing that you just want them to recognize that that's not all there is because they really truly, just like a lot of us do, get sucked into it. Um, so just continuing to encourage that. You know, we started going back to work early like I uh, for me I could work at home but I really need to be Mm -hmm. not at home to be productive so I was back in the office even though we weren't fully open at that point in May 2020 Mm -hmm. I mean I was going back right away Mm -hmm. you know just even though there was no one there you're you're, you're starting to see that trend now yeah like when the pandemic first starts great I'm home there's no commute now it's like I gotta get out of this freaking house. And I need to change the city. Yeah. I think it depends on if you have to commute into the city whether yeah. you're saying well, that, that. That's a good point. You know, yeah. and I also, I also appreciate the fact you brought up the uh, the, the technology. Right. Uh, Adam and I were talking earlier before you showed up that you know I'm I'm in this place right now where I'm trying to help my kids balance that, and I'm getting angry because they're spending so much time on their technology. It is so. I find it to be so challenging. Um, I, I really do because 
they just everything in their life is in there how they talk to their friends uh how they find out their news how they you know get lost into a youtube you know chain yeah. of whatever they're watching and when you then tell them especially the younger ones hey put it down it's you know it's been 20 minutes let's go outside or let's do something else like you're pulling them out of like this this virtual reality yeah. they're, they're, they don't they're not ready for it they they're fixed yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's true, true. Uh, not paying attention yeah. like how many times do i say you, know, yeah, you have to say their name Aiden, times. get your shoes up yeah, yeah. what but one second but but there's no eye contact yeah because there is a tiktok yeah you know uh, it's funny um my my son found this this tiktok it, it's just so absurd but like when I was watching it, I'm like, oh, I want to see the next one. Yeah. It was this guy. <laughs> he had this loop of college coaches, college basketball coaches, because we're in March Madness right. now. Um, what they look like they should actually be doing. <laughs> so it was like um, Mike Krzyzewski looks like he should be the director of a hospital. That's and, right. Um, That's right. You know, Mike Bray from Notre Dame looks like he should be a loan shark. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I want to see the next one. I want yeah, to, so right. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Right. How they get sucked in, but yeah. for stupid things. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. You know, and I, I held out on TikTok myself for a very long time, and now that I have it, I'm like, uh, this is this is a great. It's great. I mean, it's <laughs> but you really do get sucked into it. It's very. And if I'm a, I'm 44 years old. If I'm a a 12 year old kid, my yeah. my willpower because I didn't, you know, especially because I didn't grow up with it every yeah. single day of my life mm-hmm. is a lot better than well, 12 year old their life. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is this is that. So let's let's take it on home. Uh, a lot of really good information here. And again, ZRE Law, right? Um, you're you're gonna want to check out ZRE Law and Bobby. Before we break, we're gonna give you an opportunity to do another plug and how we can contact you and how we can find you electronically. But uh, we have this uh, final segment called Dadvice. Advice for dads. I'm gonna leave it open ended. However you want to take it. What advice do you have for other dads that might be listening? The advice that I always like to follow for myself and, you know, you always, you, you learn from everybody else. It's like a, a sample size of everybody's experiences mm-hmm. is to do everything you can to encourage what your kids like to do. Um, don't force them into sport A or sport B because you feel like that's what every other kid in town is doing uh, or you know, pressure them to, you know, educationally to, to such a level that it stresses them out in unimaginable ways. I try to give my kids breathing room. I try to be the best parent slash friend that I can be. And, and Tammy is great at that. She really is. I know that's not dad advice, but uh, mm-hmm. Tammy is fantastic oh, at no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, right? What's the most important job in the world? Moms. That's right. Moms. It's also the hardest. What's also- number two? Uh, painting the Verrazano Bridge. Guy who cleans the Verrazano <laughs> yeah. Bridge, number three. Coal miners. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, right. of course, then you have first responders, yes. the military, you know, and, of That's course, right. we people are in the medical all the way profession. Down. Yes. The dads are easily deep, <laughs> yeah. in, deep in the hundreds. So we're not talking about 200. Yeah. And there's a reason that, you know, and, and I, try to, I try to follow that, but the reason that, especially my oldest one, will go to Tammy to tell her certain things that he might not want me to know about is because he's she has done a great job of, instilling him with trust um and so make having your kids trust you to confide in you they see you're encouraging them in their daily daily lives whatever their interests are whether it's art sports music whatever it is that to me is the most important part because if if you're forcing your kids to do one thing or another or be friends with Mm -hmm. so and so or do this educationally then you're doing them a disservice Mm -hmm. Very cool. Fantastic. Bravo. Bob, yes, Bobby Epstein with, with tons of tons <laughs> of informational nuggets. This is confessional. <laughs> <laughs> ZRE Law is the law firm. 
And uh, we want to give you an opportunity to, again, uh, showcase the firm. Uh, if people need your services, how can they find you? So Ziegler, Resnick, and Epstein, our, our primary location, our office is in Livingston. We also have a location in Hackensack. Uh, our website is zrelaw.com. And we are uh, our phone number is 973-533-1100. I can't believe I remember that. Um, but that is the primary ways you can find us. We're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or the gram, as you say. Um, and... I believe we're also on Twitter, yes. So 973-533-1100. That's correct. That is 973-533-1100. That's correct. 973-533-1100. Now you got to spit yeah, out all the little... But, but the, you know what you need is... Words. You remember um, when there was Salino and Barnes, yes. I think... Uh, That's so, the was, was, was That's the, passed up, away. Well, no, no, no I, think, but I thought Salino died in a plane crash. Oh, is that true? So now it's the Barnes Law Firm. Okay. But that jingle... It's stuck in so lean. Do you remember it? No, 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 We're not going to do it in front of our, 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 our sponsor here. No, I'm doing this more for pop culture. 973 that's the ZRE Law Firm with our guest, Bobby Epstein. Bobby, thanks so much for making the time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on Bad to the Dead. I appreciate Dead. it. Thank you. Thank you very much. We are Bad to the Dead. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Bad to the Dad would like to recognize another sponsor. The northern New Jersey communities of Morris, Essex, and Union Counties have a lot to offer. Access to parks, recreation, sports, entertainment, Let's not forget some of the best school systems in the country and bus and train lines to New York City. And if you're looking for a home in Morris, Essex, or Union County, one realtor really stands out. And that is the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. They know the schools. They know the people. How? Because they live here too. They're raising kids here. And like you, they want the best life for their families. If you happen to be moving from Hoboken, Jersey City, or any of the five boroughs, the Stan K team has an active marketing plan designed just for you, for a quick, hassle-free experience. So whether you're looking at Montville or Montclair, Westfield or West Orange, before you go anywhere, go with Stan K. Contact Agent Idan Karen. At his email, idan.karen at compass.com. That's idan spelled I D A N dot Karen, K E R E N at compass.com. Or call idan at 516 730 4726. We know idan. We trust idan. He's actually one of our neighbors. Call him at 516 516- 730-4726. That's the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. I want to thank Bobby Epstein from ZRE Law, Matrimonial Law, for joining us 
on Bad to the Dad. A lot of great information from Bobby. I loved how we talked about how he got into divorce law, why divorce law. Um, also kind of good to hear about ZRE Law Coach and how they differentiate themselves from other divorce uh, law firms because there are a lot of them out there and not all of them give you the best service. No, it's nice. And when I like, you're a divorce attorney. Like <laughs> That's your title, yeah. divorce attorney. Yeah. Uh, uh, happily married, happily divorce married, attorney. So. Divorce attorney. But yeah. uh, no, he was a good guy. Another great, great guest. Uh, sponsor. And a sponsor too, yeah, ZRE Law. So please, if you uh, are in the unfortunate situation of having to get divorced and you want your your interests taken care of, ZRE Law is uh, really, you know, one of the premier firms for this kind of service. And how can we reach them again? by 973-533-1100. I think it was 973-533-1100. You've memorized it. I'm a little worried that you know this off the top of your head. I don't know why. I don't know why. You're you're not in the market. You just happen to know that now. I'm happily married with a fantastic family, yes. Coach, um, you know, I'm I'm always locked in on these interviews, but Mm -hmm. sometimes my attention span goes astray. (laughs) And there's two things that... Um, happened to me during the interview with yeah, Bobby. Yeah. So one was he had this very delicious Starbucks coffee. I know that was God. sitting here on the table. Oh my gosh. It had just the right amount of milk. It was just the right size. I almost grabbed it, thinking it was. Mine. I wanted to. I wanted. To, I wanted to ask him. You know, I wanted, I wanted to explore the full sensation of what he was I held drinking. Back. Yeah, I did. Too. I held back. Here's the too. other thing I noticed. Yeah. So you know, when when we're doing these interviews, we're on this kind of horseshoe couch. Yeah. And you're at one end, I'm at the other. Yeah. And your knee uh-huh. is pointing directly to me. Yes. And um, I couldn't help but notice that you have a patchy hair situation. <laughs> On your knee, coach. It's like there's there's nothing on the top of yes, the knee, but the yes. middle of the knee is quite hairy. Yeah, no, no, that's that is so. And funny. all I could think about is, you know, is there something you could do about that? Do you shave the knee? <laughs> no, so, is there so, like a Rogaine for the knee? Yeah, that's so funny you talk about that because if you look, I actually have no hair. No hair below the below knee. Below the knee, I have no hair on either legs. Except a little patch over here. Yeah. And and that's because... But you was, have a goatee for the knee. Right, a goatee for the knee. <laughs> on, the, on the kneecap. You know, so it's, it is very funny. Uh, I don't... I, I'm not a very hairy person. No, no. Uh, I, I'm a... I, I make up for that yeah. for the both of us. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I'm good. I have a full head of hair. Don't get me wrong. Gorgeous, yeah. Uh, but... Thick lustrous. I used to, I used to uh, ride race bikes. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was in college, a part of it was, was shaving your legs uh-huh. uh, because that way, if you fell, you didn't get all this different dirt into yeah. your legs. And the truth is, my the hair stopped growing on my legs. Yeah, it just stopped growing out. So I don't know what happened to the health follicles. And you don't use like nair or anything? I don't use. I mean, yeah. feel it. It's just naturally soft. I, I'm gonna. No, no, no. I'm it's gonna just, take your word. It for is it. naturally. I mean, yeah. I think women would die for legs like mine. Oh, except for your knees. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, because I don't really care about yeah, that. Yeah, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I'm like, is funny. it waxing, or are you just going to leave it alone? No, no, it's uh, it's wax on, wax we're, off. We're back in shorts weather. Well, we are so back in shorts weather. That's, so that's why I'm going to notice these yeah, things. So, and, and I actually have this little, I have that over here on the left knee. Yeah. There's a little patch right here at the top oh, of the Oh, yeah, cap, I see that then, too. Yeah. But it's I do. Just, I have. I'm the envy of females because wow. I don't have to shave my legs. No, no rhyme or reason for no, it. Your calves no. are looking good too. Yeah. I think it's all that treadmilling. Yeah, there you, you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but thank you for noticing. I'm I appreciate impressed. that. Well, all right. So I'm going to get back on track now. <laughs> so next week is going to be episode number seven. Correct. Right. Episode number seven of season number seven. So seven yeah. for seven. Lucky uh-huh. number seven. Um, this is a guest that that you got that you're really excited about. I'm very excited. He's uh, Mr. Perez, known in our household. He's uh, Brianna's teacher, social studies teacher. All first name is David. He is the uh, head freshman soccer coach yeah. and assistant varsity soccer coach women's yep. at the high school. And he was just uh, brought up to become the head lacrosse coach. Yep. Um, we hear about him. Bree loves him. 
he follows us. Yeah. Uh, I gave him a keychain hey. uh, a while ago. So uh, looking forward to asking some questions about being a social studies teacher. Yeah. Uh, what it was like pandemic wise, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I, I love history, mm-hmm. and I can only imagine what it's like being a social studies teacher because yeah. you got to teach history, mm-hmm. but you also have to teach current events. Yeah. And our current events are quite something. Not easy. Yeah. And, you know, most of these people are getting their news, quote unquote, from social media. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear how he's navigating that as a social studies teacher. So that's David Perez. That is next week on Bad to the Dad. So dads, listeners, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and stay bad to the dad. 